Hi, welcome to Revive Ministries. Today, this will be uploaded on New Year's Day, and the theme this month is A Brave New World. New starts in life can be incredibly encouraging, especially when you are recovering and healing. I have personally found that there's little healing happens when we solely focus on what we don't have. Today, I have a friend, Jasmine, joining me today, and um, she's going to share her insight. And um, I just thank her for coming on. Thank you again, Jasmine, for agreeing to be a part of this. Hello. Thank you for having me, Robert. No problem. And um, I always, you know, start off the, you know, either podcast, whatever I'm doing with a disclaimer, because I know people out there are hurting Um, I do encourage all those who are out there to look what is available out there for you when it comes to resources. But it's a disclaimer. If you are in crisis, please seek appropriate professional help immediately. The crisis hotline in the United States is 1-800-273-8255. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I find that they were, they're helpful. You know, there's also a text option, which I also put in the, in the notes, but, um, I, you know, this is, you know, Jasmine's new, but a lot of times in the beginning, I start off with a quote because I like to spark the conversation with some, some thought. And one, the quote that I start off with is every new beginning come from some other beginnings. And, um, change is one of the one constant in life. The one constant in life is change. And we had plenty of that in 2020. Right. For sure. And I know this quote can read differently for each individual due to their own experiences because we are kind of subjected by our childhood, our upbringing, and how we were, how we see the world. But a brave new world, especially now, 2020, being unexpected year for most. What comes to mind, Jess? A brave new world. Um, after this year, uh, Robert, honestly, everything is just up in the air nothing is expected everything has just been flipped upside down so nothing is is normal anymore um but for me going into this next year obviously things aren't going to change overnight like january 1st is not going to come and everything's going to be just changed but to me you know this year has given a lot of people perspective it has um changed personally my outlook on on life on the world on people and I think what we can get out of this year going into, you know, a brave new world since the world has changed so much um, is kind of to see our place in the world. Like a brave new world can be a perspective for us to kind of see what we can give to the world um, as a new as new people, as changed people after this year. I think we kind of should embrace um, who we've become, embrace our new normal and what we have to give to the world. This unique perspective that we have, um, everyone has gone through so much. And I think for me, um, going into this new year, I want to be able to share with people what I've experienced, you know, loss and all the different things that we've gone through. Um, And there's so much opportunity to come um, in this new year um, with this new kind of lifestyle that we're living. I think there's so much to give. And I think that um, it's kind of a statement of hope. Like there is um, a new world to come and it can be beautiful. It can be bright. It's just about what we make it. So 
I really like what you're what you were talking about this, you know, you know, serving and you know, the service and helping others. You know, for me, um, some some people, well, obviously the ones who have listened to my story, um, it actually started, you know, the idea of helping others, you know, because my my recovery became serving and that's kind of counterintuitive because you're like i need to take care of me yeah. <laughs> and for me sometimes we have to get out of our heads you know sometimes um it's not so much what we know but who we can how we connect is well like, i try to look at people now jasmine as not the words they say but why they the reasons they say yes. them yes. because like there's so much stack and i get people on this podcast from all walks of life you know i'm I, I, you know, I'm, I believe in my, my own personal recovery is, you know, my faith. And, you know, for me, that is strong because I just feel like I said in the beginning, one constant is change. You can't really measure anything without change, which is right. kind of <laughs> mind boggling to yeah. even think of. But at the same time, the one constant, you know, you know, um, I don't know if you uh, read his book, Victor Frankl. He was a, yeah, a man finding me. I remember paraphrasing and kind of wrapping my head around that book. And yeah. when you know the why in your life, the how gets bearable. Hope mm. is the center focus of it all. Absolutely. Now we're going back to fresh start. And I want to hear more and mindset. I have seen it can be a catalyst in making the first steps to one's recovery in both mental, physical, and dare I say spiritual. Because I mm. think purpose is so important in our lives what have you seen personally that has helped you or some you know make that first steps in recovery um if you'd like to share yeah um i don't um necessarily i'll speak from my perspective because i have been through you know uh some dark times like um I'm in medical school and the pressure and all of the the stress of it all can really um, get to you while you're dealing with, you know, other things, personal relationships and just life in general. Um, so for me, what I've seen has, or what for me, what was the biggest um, thing that kind of propelled me to want to uh, make a change or to kind of recover from the, the pit that I was in, um, for me, it was thinking about what I have to live for. And I know that might sound cliche, but everything I'm working towards, uh, you know, in medical school, um, Mm -hmm. everything that everyone has supported me along the way to do is to help, you know, these patients, whatever I end up, you know, going into specialty wise, people are in need, people are suffering, people need, you know, um, medical care, people need compassion, not only just like medicine, but just like, you know, that love and that hope that I have found in in Christ personally. But at that time, you don't really feel it. But for me, um, knowing that there's someone out there who needs me, who needs, you know, what I have to give, that kind of made me snap out of it and um, gave me motivation to to keep going, to keep pushing, to kind of get over that hump. It wasn't easy. It's never easy. But, you know, just kind of thinking of something above and more than yourself. Um, yeah, kind of gives you that perspective, you know. Yeah, like you know, there's a lot of, you know, I would say unlearning I had to do. You know, there's a lot of like for me, um, as a, you know, it's like 
sometimes we get stuck in the, the destination mind, mindset. Like mm. if I if I need to get, I'm and sometimes unfortunately we hinge our value to it. So like I need to be A B C, yeah. or I'm not valuable, and that's this is not how it works. Yeah. And for me, um, when we look at life as a journey, I follow there's room to like grow and to heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know the people who are closest to me, my friends. My, my wife now um, um, I am able to make mistakes pie in my face moments and then mm. grow from it because I feel like you know we're kind of getting to the next part of one what well, next next quote I really want to stress in this everything you want is on the other side of fear and how fear can be crippling you know we could tell ourselves we could convince ourselves not to do a lot it's surprising sometimes how much that people do anything sometimes <laughs> especially you know you can make any excuse right now not to do something you know right, from, right but at the same time i think value sometimes gets overlooked because we concentrate you know i do groups you know jasmine i don't know if you know i do facilitate uh, mm. non-support groups and what i found was you could get a a couple of people who've been hurt a lot and you can yeah. put them in the room and if it's a safe place they share their story. Now, someone rationally looking at that, they're like, well, they came out, they didn't do anything. They didn't, there's nothing rationally that they did to make their lives better, but they feel better and they actually do better. This safe place of able uh, exercising the, the ability to share your story is so fundamentally healing. I don't, it's funny. You know, we are, you know, intrinsically connected people so this whole social distancing is kind of like it's hard to like wrap your head around you Mm want to go to your churches you want to give them hugs you want to see all those people whatever you know holidays is really you know by the time this uh uploads you know we just made it through new year's you know the new year's day and a lot of urgency also ties into that you know me being half korean half puerto rican you got kind of sifting kind of cultural background where there's a lot of urgency but i think you know when we think about fear and i want to get your take on it it means different things for different people you know for me my biggest my what my lesson i learned it's kind of weird i learned that i can't help everyone and that's okay yes that's hard yeah another one i learned was my parents i love them so and like maybe they weren't perfect, but I, I love them. I can never pay them back, and that's okay. Mm. That's hard that's for a first generation. That's hard for a first generation American. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you, talk- you come to. Them, you're like, I'm gonna buy my parents' house. Yeah, you know, there's like these bright ideas, but really monetarily wise, it doesn't even matter. I can never pay back my parents yeah. for what they've done. Absolutely. So um, uh, I'm just gonna sift it over to you. Fear. What's your thoughts? When you hear this quote, what does it what does it say to you? I love this quote. I actually wrote um I think my very first blog post has something similar to this quote at at the end. Um because it is about being fearless, but that's kind of you know easier said than done. But I think like like this quote is saying that you are you your biggest, you know, um 
opponent, really. Like, you are in your own way most of the time. When you have something to accomplish or you have something that you want to do or you have something that you need to get to, like, usually your fear, like you said, it's crippling. It gets in the way. It can keep you from something that's so much greater. Like, at the end of the day, that fear is just something that's in your mind. And, like, it is real, but it's also something that can be overcome. So, like, if you go ahead and go on and go for that thing. Imagine like what the possibilities could be. And that fear is something that's holding you back from maybe the greatest opportunity of your life. And it's just not worth it. And it's probably not as scary as it seems once you actually do it. Um, and there's just so many people like out there that have so much potential and there's so much that they have to give to the world and God has called them to a purpose and they're just afraid. I know that, you know, I've been there. And I still have fear sometimes, but um, I mean, we all do. But like, I think it's about realizing what could be on the other side of that fear and that it's just really holding you back. There's really nothing beneficial about it. And um, it's doable. You just have to go for it and you have to overcome that. You know, there's um, I was listening to what you're saying. There's this one quote that got me kind of like. It didn't make sense to me, but it makes sense to me. It's from Dale Carnegie. It says, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years trying to get other people interested in you. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is, that's, that's real. That is, that that is funny. real. That is funny because like a lot of us is like, I need them to see this. And for me in my life, I've learned that um, – you know, I was talking about support groups. You know what? One of the main, um, one of the main complaints in the support group right now, obviously, is family. But one of them is not being heard. That's it. Mm. It's an invisible mm. <laughs> disease. Because, like, I used to joke because I am up here myself. Some people will look at me like I couldn't do next to nothing, and mm. then, uh, then at the same time. If, if I'm if I'm capable, they'll look at me like, oh, he's not that bad. So I'm never anywhere. <laughs> like, because I do struggle. I do have my coping skills. I do follow what, I, and that that came through time. Yeah. That came through structure. That came through a lot of pain, a lot of growth, you know. Um, was it perfect? No. But what is perfect? Sometimes we put so much urgency. It's really like I've been... You know, I've been blessed with uh, um, the fact that, you know, my faith grew exponentially. You know, I came to Florida just basically because I had nowhere else to go. My mom, I was done with college, but I was disabled, veteran and all that stuff. So I went down here and I remember <laughs> the pastor and the one church, church he's like, he just took the time to listen to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had all these questions that probably a lot of <laughs> of my of church of church members heard it today. They were like cringing, like why would you ask that? But I, I it's funny because I went, you know, forgive to live, you know, yes. little plug right there. Forgive to live only does a great job. I remember I, I was asked to talk, and after you kind of look back, my dad is um, Adventist. You know, he was he when he 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 became one. In the military, myself, mm. I was in the military. But the one thing that was interesting was looking back, 
when I was five years old, I got sick. You're, you're, you're go. You know, I had, um, I was very dehydrated, so I had to learn how to walk all over again, all, all this stuff. Oh, wow. No one from the church came to see me, <laughs> and my mom said, "That's it. You don't have to go." Absolutely. The funny thing is, moving up like a couple years later, um, and this is what I say: primary teachers are important. They get overlooked. Yes. I, I went there, and I didn't know stuff, Jasmine. I didn't know stuff because we didn't talk about it at home. Right. And they called me out on it. And I said, nope. I went with my father and I just pushed it all because I was no longer with. Uh, um, uh, that's for them. It's not for me. Mm. So when I came in Florida, I remember it was, it was hard because I was like, I told him, like, you're not going to stop me doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not going to join your church or all that stuff. And it wasn't about that. I just mm. focused on something that's kind of fundamental and funny. I was a sound person. I became the head of sound of the purse. And uh, I didn't even listen to the sermon, to tell you the truth, Jeff. I just sat there and made sure it sounded well. I was very <laughs> I wanted, like, at least people could hear it. And the funny thing was, after a while, you know, I, I you know, you have that question, that epiphany. I know that this is my recovery story, but I remember saying to myself, what now? But mm-hmm. what really was a pinnacle thing that really changed everything was when my grandfather died. Mm. My, my, my mom's side and mm. there's always this kind of family uh, family conflict but they i have not seen him for 10 years because of family conflict until he was buried and um one thing that i've learned was i did it, i couldn't understand why that was happening mm. why people will choose not to connect yeah. uh, like for so many years but you know for me with that and then my growth forward i just I, I kind of understand that relationships, as much as we try to say it, they're more important like than we like to admit. Absolutely. We try to have that that thick skin like, ah, mm. it doesn't matter. You know, 99 problems and all that stuff. <laughs> no. no, but it is. Relationships in life can be the most precious and the most painful. And um, there's this one saying, the good news is only as good as the bad news was. Convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I say it that way is because if I lost 50 cents, Jasmine, all right, yeah. and I gave it back, it's good news, but it's not great news. Right, right. But, but it's funny because I was in um, a group and she's like, does that mean I have to go through a lot of bad things to get good things? I'm like, no, it's just that we're so bad at remembering the good things that yes. have happened to our lives. Yes, that is so true. Like you'll, you'll, you'll have, you'll have someone like everyone complimenting you like all day you have all these compliments like oh you look amazing or like, you are this you're this and then one bad comment and you'll think about that bad comment for the rest of whoever knows how long and forget about all the good comments it's just our nature it's yeah, crazy it is and it's just this contrasting thing that I feel makes sense people are like why relationships some people are burnt out they're like I'm, you know friendships family they've been hurt they, yeah. some people have been here on this podcast expressing it but mm-hmm. um i always like the safe place model but at the end of the day i feel um that you know our connections do matter you know whatever wherever you are at i i feel in our lives sometimes we try to lie to ourselves because it's easier mm-hmm. you're not to make that phone call it's easier not to have those conversations that you don't want to have but at the same time i just you know my when I look back at my grandfather, I didn't look at what job he had or what he did. Or, 
I looked at the memories of me, him showing me how to fish. He not really knowing how to speak English at all. Me first singing. I used to, my grandfather's a reason, because I remember my grand, we had karaoke machine, and I think Koreans are supposed to, like, it's automatically ingrained that you have to have one. So I had one, and my grandfather was just, like, you know, gesturing, and I sang boys to men. It was awful. Yes. Oh, we're going to have to hear that sometime. Okay. We need to hear the reenactment. Okay. Yeah, so um yeah, it's 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 interesting when we think about relationships and I don't think about what my what he accomplished. Really it, at the end of the time when I was there at the funeral, I was just remembering the fond memories of him. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that you know when I've met plenty of people who've lost someone or you know loss is a big thing and loss yeah. comes in different shapes and you know i find that one thing that is comforting is just remembering those memories yeah. you know i will i i refuse that when the, one person said to me you're not going to remember your title or whatever it's really what you remember is the people who really surrounded you the connection mm-hmm. so absolutely I had Sebastian on the podcast several times and I we talked about when this first started social distancing. That sounds awful. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, for me it reminds me of like one of those movies back in the day like it's all like panic everyone's urgent. Yeah. But for me it's social it's it's physical distance and then social. I don't like that kind of word. We're trying to be respectful obviously for the older and people who are more prone to catching it and just but at the same time i feel like connections and finding unique ways to connect is yeah is is what we're doing right now gratitude you know with what comes to mind when you think of gratitude and this whole concept a brave new world we're wrapped we're kind of we're turning the corner you're running the 400 we're not like <laughs> <laughs> we're at the stretch but you know when you think about gratitude in your life you know, I, I would love to have you back again. I would on, love to be back. What comes to mind, you know, when you think about gratitude? Let me just get there. Yeah, right here. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so gratitude is something that I think people don't express or um, embrace enough like I think Thanksgiving comes around and everyone says what they're thankful for Mm -hmm. and you know occasionally every now and then people will like remember the things that they're thankful for but I think it needs to be like an everyday thing Um, I think that just a mindset and a state of gratitude can really really have benefits to your mental health to your physical health like it's known that if you wake up and you don't look at your phone. You don't think about your schedule, your to-do list for the day. But the first thing that you think of is what you're grateful for, something that makes you happy. It is known to, you know, increase your serotonin levels. And um, just literally, like, there's physiological, you know, benefits to this. But not only that, um, it can really have a positive impact on your day. Um, just thinking of things that you are grateful for because even though there are so many things there's 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 so many losses that have happened you know this year there's um, people have been laid off people have lost people um, things have changed and it's people you know 
are have been dying and things have been so crazy this year but there are still things to be grateful for there's so many things to be grateful for and i think we just have to focus on those things and put our energy into that because you know focusing on the negative and things that can't you can't change mm-hmm. um it's just there's no benefit to it 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 it's going to have a real it can really be detrimental to your mental health and that's what i've learned for me like it's helped me to stay positive it's helped me to to get through um it's easier said than done but honestly i really really you know like urge everyone to to try this because it does really have benefits and also it helps you to maybe like it'll it'll you know be a catalyst for you to reach out to that person that you know you're grateful for and you haven't reached out to in a while and it might cause a ripple effect it's just so many different benefits that it can have so for me gratitude is a must it should be a daily practice mm-hmm. and you know it's something that should be more than just thanksgiving day you know yeah yeah i i do you know gratitude is just like you know, like i said before you get four people even you know i know people who have been domestically abused and homeless so you put them in the room and you have them share their stories nothing really happens outside you know like tangible but they feel better and they do better why you know for me my faith i believe you know the faith angle to that because there is healing in connecting yes there's also the idea is i remember i had a guest her name is miss hunt she's a social worker she actually was a social worker in rikers island in new york wow yeah and she dealt with some of the homeless communities and you know one of the homeless uh, men uh, she worked with uh, he's actually you know has a house a uh, place to stay now and 20 years being homeless in new york city and mm-hmm. he's he asked her what's the hardest thing what's the hardest being homeless and she's like you know food she's saying all these things she learned in you know the university all these things that she thought and he said no 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 loneliness wow that was it and that changed like her whole mindset and how we kind of view things and i think that's also what you were talking about in the beginning this whole kind of changing of how we see what's important why mm-hmm. it's important uh how we put urgency in our lives you know Winston, Winston Churchill, you know, in World War II, he says this. He says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's, yes. it's like one of these, you know, there's a lot of encouraging things. And one thing that I want to say to those listening, I just found this quote like a few days ago, and I thought it was brilliant because a lot of times people think courage, you look at like movies like, 300 or something like <laughs> all this stuff but um i i just like this one quote and it, it kind of speaks mm-hmm. to me sometimes you know this is how courage is it says courage doesn't always roar sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying i will try again tomorrow yes i love that mary ann rat macker I'll, I'll i'll share in the notes but that is you know when we think about our lives we think about 2020 and you know as this uploads it'll be 2021 it's it's encouraging to know that there's a lot of things we could be grateful for yes and as we move forward i want to ask you as we wrap up you know um i just want to say thank you again for sharing jasmine and being willing to be on here i know it's not easy as as much as um 
people um, it is healing to share it's mm-hmm. different when you're doing it in front of people yeah definitely but, but i do appreciate it. i just want to ask you any la- any final thoughts and anything you want to share as we as we wrap up and to those listening and watching Yes, I well first I just want to want to touch on that quote that you mentioned. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people think that, you know, 2020 there was, you know, some time off or things were changing and people felt like they had to accomplish this and they had to reach this goal and they had to like do all these big things and make all these life changes and get in shape and all this stuff and all that is is great, but the quote, you know, mentions that courage is, you know, those those small things like getting up in the morning some, when you don't feel like anything is worth getting up for you know just those those things that may seem small they're very courageous and it takes you know courage to you know just start the day and you know people should feel proud of you know where they where they've come no matter how you know small or big you know their their accomplishments were like people should be proud of you know their courage this year and um i just want to say to anyone that feels like their world is crashing down or feels hopeless or feels empty because I know this year has taken a lot from us and a lot out of us. I just want to encourage you that there is so much out there for you to uh, achieve, for you to, um, for you to give. There's someone out there that needs you and that needs your, your gift, your purpose, your passion. And it's just so important that you, you keep going. I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to feel like there's nothing left. I don't want you to lose hope because there's always something to live for. There's always someone out there who will need you. So just keep that in mind. Um, I also um, share a lot of my thoughts and my experiences on my blog. It is, uh, yes, jasminedwyerblog.com. Here is the link. Um, I share my unique, you know, stories and just try to encourage people and share some positivity through my perspective. And I would really... um, love for you to head on over there subscribe read um my blog posts and i'm so happy to be able to share it with with the world um i also you know blog and share my experiences at my instagram um which is at life of dr underscore j life of d-o-c-t-a underscore j and um yeah, it'll be in the notes. I'll uh, you okay. give me that later. I'll put it in the notes. Over yes, so you can follow me over there and see you know what I have going on. I try to share you know um, an uplift and encourage um, fitness things, lifestyle things. So um, check it out. And uh, yeah, I was so happy to be on here today, Robert. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. I just want to also just um, tell everyone. Um, I just want to share this one last thought. Uh, it's just a, it's, I usually have a, I do have an ending quote, but it just spoke, spoke to me. It's from Albert Einstein, you know, of course. He said, <laughs> the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. I feel that a lot of us sometimes just look at intelligence as knowing stuff, but our ability to change and understand, adapt and to continue, like you're saying, you know, um, Nelson Mandela said it this way. He says, may our choices reflect our hopes, not our fears. And with that being said, again, thank you, Jasmine, for um, joining us and like sharing your insight. I want to share those. I want to share with those listening that you could um, always stay updated with Revive Ministries at the website, ReviveMinistriesFL.com. This is goodbye from Revive Ministries, leaving you with last quote. And it says, Albert, I say again. 
Anyone who never made a mistake has never tried anything new. <laughs>